Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So something has happened in the world of the NFL, and I totally get it now. I didn't get it before. I was on the same side as a lot of you, but I totally understand why a decision has been made over the last couple of years. And we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always find us on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the show on SiriusXM Channel 83 on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening right now, we appreciate you being part of a Super Bowl Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, all coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I, I I get something now, and I didn't get it before. And, and I was actually, I spoke very strongly about this same issue a year ago. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And, I, and now I totally understand what has happened in the NFL. So the class of 2018, uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2018 was announced on Saturday. 
And the most notable names, the names that we all, that majority of us recall, as far as the most recent and big names recently in the NFL, are Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, Brian Dawkins, and Terrell Owens, all getting into the Hall of Fame. That is a rock star class. That's a... Normally you'll have... there. There's In every class, there's one that's really above everybody else as far as most recognizable the year Brett Favre went and I believe Brett Favre was the guy who was in but in this class you can make a case for three of these like you can you can make a case it's probably I would say Ray Lewis or Randy Moss right at the top followed by uh you know Owens Erlacher Dawkins whatever but all these guys fantastic football players all very deserving to get into the Hall of Fame and it's going to be one of the more I, 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 to compare it against all the other top Hall of Fame classes, I mean, all these guys are the best players in the history of the game. But as far as present day, most recent and recognizable names to a lot of us watching football right now, this is a rock star class that got in. And so I couldn't help but notice something as the days started to approach the Hall of Fame. You know, it's the night before the Super Bowl. They're handing out all the awards for the NFL. You know, it's everybody's focused on the big game. Real busy weekend for the NFL. The media coverage of the Terrell Owens Hall of Fame saga has been comical. I mean, it is it has been fantastic, okay? And I say this being a guy who was a big fan of Terrell Owens when he was playing. I loved his game. And I was annoyed that he wasn't already in. Like, I talked about it. You know, last year, and, and maybe even the year before, I can, I can recall talking about it. One of the years Marvin Harrison got in, and somebody was trying to make the case to me that, well, you know, Terrell Owens didn't get in because he was you know, kind of a bad guy off the field. And I was like, hold on a second. There, there are some people that think Marvin Harrison shot two people outside a car wash in Philadelphia. Like, I, I don't, I mean... I, I, what are we really talking about here? You know, like bad guys. I mean, if that's if that's really the you know credentials, it's not like Terrell Owens is getting into trouble off the field. So, I I was you know outraged and angry and annoyed by the voting process and why Terrell Owens didn't already get in. But it 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 occurred to me in the last probably twenty four to forty eight hours why Terrell Owens hasn't gotten in. I, I can kind of understand it. And, and here's the, the more important question, okay? Here's, here's the question I have for everybody out there that was outraged, everybody that was celebrating Terrell Owens getting in. Like, what was everybody really upset about? Like, let's have that honest conversation. What was everybody really upset about? I mean, what were you really bothered by? Because he had to wait a little bit? And th- that, was, that was really the issue? Because the guy had to wait a little bit? Because he had to wait in line and wasn't brought to the to the front of the line VIP. I mean, like that's really what everybody was bothered by. I mean, think about what we're upset about. Think about what many of you are upset about. And I'm pointing at myself on this as well too. What was I really upset about? Like, I'll be honest with you. The way To handled not getting in. Like, he may have handled not getting into the Hall of Fame worse than anybody I've ever seen. Okay? Like, worse than anybody I've ever seen. 
And then when he did get in, one of the first things he did was take a shot on Twitter at Jason Whitlock, who was congratulating him by tweeting him back, yeah, kick rocks. And I see all this, and I see some of the coverage leading up into this, and I see the people out there just defending Terrell Owens and say, it's a damn shame he wasn't already in the Hall of Fame. And I kind of took a step back, and I was like, you know what? I kind of get it. I kind of get why there was an argument by some people and, and, and why there were some people that left him off the first two years. I kind of get it. Like, it, it sort of makes a little bit of sense now. Because he handled not getting in about as poorly as you could. Like, like I don't, I don't recall anybody in any sport that I can think of, and maybe I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. If I am, let me know. But I don't know that I recall anybody complaining and bitching and handling not getting in the first couple of years to the Hall of Fame worse than how Terrell Owens handled it the past couple of years. I, and I got to be honest with you, it kind of looked similar, you know? It kind of uh, kind of looked like how he handled a lot of things in his career. It was usually all about him. He would somehow figure out how to make it all about him. He would somehow uh, make it that he was the victim a lot of the time. Kind of similar. And I'm saying all this as a fan of Terrell Owens. Like, I really like the guy. I liked watching him play. It made the game more fun. But it's not like he wasn't going to get in, or this was his final chance, or they had raked him over the coals for 10, 12, 15 years. I mean, like, he was going to get in. So why was everybody upset? Because he had to wait a little bit? A lot of guys have had to wait. Brian Dawkins had to wait. People have to wait sometimes. Like, why Why is everybody really upset about it? I can sort of now understand why there was an argument against putting Terrell Owens in the first couple of years. Now, to me, if you're good enough in year one, you're good enough uh, in year two, in year three, in year four, in year five. Like, it, the stats aren't going to change. But I kind of get how some people looked at him and said, listen, man, the guy was kind of a pain in the ass when he played. We factor in everything. And if you want to prove us wrong, why don't you do the opposite of what you did after not getting in the first couple of years, which is rip the Hall of Fame voters and cry and complain and go on all sorts of radio shows. And I'm saying all this as somebody who really likes Terrell Owens. Big fan of Terrell Owens. But like this reminds me of something I saw on Christmas Eve years ago. Right? So... I'll, I'll set the scene for you. Christmas Eve, I mean, this is over a decade ago. And girlfriend at the time, in the Latin culture, she was Latin. In the Latin culture, a lot of Latins celebrate Christmas and do most of the celebration and the gift opening at midnight on Christmas Eve. It's a big get-together, family is everything, a bunch of people, uh, they celebrate, they have drinks, um, they, they pass out gifts at midnight, all that stuff. So, go over to her house, it's Christmas Eve, and from where I come from, we didn't grow up with a lot of money, right? Like, Christmas wasn't really all that elaborate, like, we didn't, we didn't really get nice things, we didn't, I mean, we just, we grew up poor, there was a lot of kids in the family, there just wasn't a lot to go around money-wise, 
So I get over there, and, and it's they've got a lot of money, two-story house, custom pool, you name it. I mean, a lot of money in the family. And I saw one of the cousins, who I believe she was about 15 or 16 at the time, throwing a fit in the living room. And I asked what was going on, and she was upset because she had gotten a brand new phone. She had opened up a gift, and it was a brand new phone, but she was really angry about the color of the phone. And I remember kind of standing there looking, going, wow, that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. That is crazy, ungrateful behavior like I've never seen in my life before. Like, what are, we, what are you really complaining about? What are you really upset about? You've got a brand new phone, cost well over a hundred bucks, brand new everything in the box, and your first thought was, "Let me bitch and moan about the color of the phone." Like if I if I saw you on a street corner and I gave you a hundred bucks, would you turn back to me and say, "Hey man, what's that about?" You gave me five twenties instead of a hundred dollar bill. Nobody would do that, right? So. I say that because what are we really upset about with Terrell Owens? Because he didn't get in the first couple of years. The guy's a Hall of Famer. We all knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Did we really need to sit around and cry and complain and be unreasonable and bitch and moan and have Terrell Owens rip the committee and, and, and the second he gets in, tell Jason Whitlock to kick rocks and be angry about it? Do we really need all that? Do we really have to complain that much? The guy still got in. It's a flawed process. We all know that. The voting, the limit, all of it that goes into it, it, it doesn't make the all doesn't make that much sense when you think about the grand scheme of things, how guys play, why they should have to wait. There's a lot of it that doesn't make any sense. But what were we really upset about? I mean, come on. Like the media out there who was in support of Terrell Owens, like they were taking up this noble cause. I mean, you, you acted like the guy was being like he was being blackballed. Okay, like like he was being, uh, you know, thrown out of the NFL for life. Come on, like 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 let's 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 slow it down a little bit. Okay, like he got into the Hall of Fame. We all knew he was going to get into the Hall of Fame, so he had to wait a couple of years. I mean, you know, somebody gives you a million dollars, you going to complain because it was a check and not cash? Come on, man. Like like what are we, what are we crying about? And by the way, I do feel bad for the media because now they're going to have to take up for somebody else who's not gotten into the Hall of Fame. So now they're going to have to scramble to find somebody else to support and, and give, their, give their fake outrage for every time he doesn't get in and isn't honored right away as one of the greatest players in the history of the universe. Just ridiculous. Just, just ridiculous behavior by so many people in this Terrell Owens cover, including Terrell himself. T.O. himself, ridiculous. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, what does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com fifteen minutes ago. Uh, up next, a special request. All right, there is a a big story going on in the world of sports, but I am going to ask on behalf of you. For a special request from this franchise. All right, so we'll do that next year on FSR. It just really got taken out of context. I'm the bad guy. Get your popcorn ready.
Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, uh, bottom of the hour, we are going to have David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show. Uh, He's going to be with us. He was at Radio Row in Minneapolis. We're going to get all the details of just how rough it was out there for all those crybaby media members. Um, So we will have that from uh, David Anderson. Always a fun listen uh, coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Also, I mean, I I don't know if the crybabies on Radio Row are anything like the crybabies on social media and in sports media who are still, still complaining that Terrell Owens didn't get in the first year. Listen, and I'm saying this acknowledging that last year it it really pissed me off that he didn't get in. And then the way that he handled it afterwards and all the just overblown support of Terrell Owens like 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 you guys are taking this noble cause that he's oh he's being I this is ridiculous. There is they're out to get him. Like come on, man. What are you guys crying about? He got in. You're going to have to find a new cause. You're going to have to find somebody else to get emotional about. That's just the way it's got to be. I don't I'm have to tell you. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. you know, sooner or later, you got to outgrow your blankie. All right? You got to outgrow the blankie. Tara Lowens is in the Hall of Fame. So now he's got nothing to complain about now. So he'll be bored. And you've got nothing to complain about either. So you're going to be bored. Just, I mean... Come on, like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I mean, like, like, he, like, he's been thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Like, what are we talking about here? It's, I, it's like we're watching Making a Murderer or something. I don't get it. Guy got into the Hall of Fame. He had to wait a couple of years. Oh, my God. How dare they? Who cares? All right. Uh, I do want to welcome in the crew that's going to be here riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, our tech producer extraordinaire of the program, ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Iowa Sam. Yeah. I'll see. Yo soy fiesta. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> so the main two complaints from Radio Row were, one, the weather, and then two, the treatment of T.O. Is it's that just, correct? It, it's it's. You're I just, inside a building. I don't. I. I Put on don't. Your jacket. Listen, man. I can't. I can't explain to you why some people complain. I'm telling you, it's why. It's why I told that story. Like I remember standing back watching my girlfriend at the time's cousin open a brand new phone. And at the time, I think it was like a razor or something like that. It was like the hottest phone on the market. Still, it's a pretty and, penny. Yeah, and literally almost in tears at 16 years old because the phone because the phone was green and not another color and i i just remember looking over and being like you got to be kidding me and that like that's what this is reminding me of this outrage over Terrell Owens not getting in the first year i thought you were going like, to tell your uh, <laughs> i thought you were actually going to tell your t-shirt story you which, could, which one is that um how you don't like opening up gifts on christmas eve you told us on the air. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that a, was a well, different yeah, story. But see, I try to, but but that is um, that's another girlfriend, and I oh. I don't want to I don't want to put those in the same segment. Uh, okay, that is you gotta yeah, you don't want to cross the streams. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta space those out a little bit. That's a, a Save, dangerous yeah. road. Save that for the holidays. Yeah, that is a, a balance beam, and underneath the balance beam, uh, it is a snake pit. So I don't know. I would like to not venture down that road. Uh, Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. A great block by Mike Mayer, number sixty. 
Yeah, man. Some people are just so ungrateful. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like, hey, you you go to a Super Bowl, you're in a mall, and you can't take that. Or yeah, yeah, maybe our, my favorite wide receiver didn't get in a year. He got in. It's like it's the same thing. People are just sometimes so ungrateful. It's ridiculous. You know what? I if I ever if if like say you know I turned forty years old, and when I turn forty years old, I make a million dollars. You know what I'm not gonna do? Complain that it took me that long to make a million dollars. I just made a million dollars. I'm like, what are we? And still, like, people are like, well, the fact that he had to wait is a travesty. Like, come, jeez. I'm 40. All right. Speaking of 40, uh, Iowa Sam is actually drinking a 40 as we speak on the show. I uh, I recorded the uh, me opening it. Here it sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why that's. Boy, love, that is uh, that a round of yeah, applause yeah. to Iowa Sam. That is one of the uh, one of the worst setups to a sound drop That's joke pretty awful, yeah. on radio. There he is. What are you he drinking, is in, ginger ale? He is in top-notch, yes. rare form here on Fox Sports Radio. Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Oh, my God. I'm jazzed. Uh, and then uh, our national update anchor here on Fox Sports Radio, ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Irvin. Aloha, brother. Thank you very much, Sammy. Thank you. Hey. All right, there Take it is. Take a knee, my ass. <laughs> there it I is. He has a, a man of many words, that Ralph Irvin. Not today. Take, All right. Standing up. All right, so here we go. Um, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. So we are going to catch up with uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I do want to say this. Um, this is a special request on behalf of all of us. You know, sometimes when there's a lot going on, you know, like you, you, you'd like it not to be too much, Okay, there is such a thing as too much, you know, like information overload. You know, sometimes you want to space things out a little bit. It's a reason why when you're planning your day out, you don't eat all three meals or two meals, however many meals you you eat, you don't eat them all at the same time. You space them out because it's impossible to digest that much food. So for me, I kind of look at sports news and I kind of look at the sports world and what we're going to be doing on the show here is like meals. I like to space them out a little bit. You know, I like to focus on on one thing and really dive into it deep. And I like to focus on another. Like I like it. I like to take my time with stuff. All right. And and I don't want to take it all in at the same time. So here's why I say that: the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers um, are bum defecation right now on the basketball court. All right. They are awful. They are a diaper fire to the max. They were annihilated on Saturday night by the Houston Rockets. Um, They don't look good. Isaiah Thomas does not fit there. Uh, LeBron James seems like he's just sort of over everything at this point. Kevin Love is injured. And now the latest is that they had to come out and release a statement that Teron Liu... Well, his job is safe, okay? His job is safe as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yay. So here was LeBron James after the game talking about his own team's performance. That should take us off every national televised game for us to see. Play good ball, and we get our butts kicked every game. We play on national television, so it's had lots of words. Here's my request on behalf of all of us here. Okay, because we have got so much going on. It's Super Bowl week. We got crybabies complaining about the Hall of Fame. We've got uh, prop bets, Super Bowl squares. We have got way too much going on. 
here is a simple request to the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, and the Cavaliers organization. On behalf of myself, I will be the mouthpiece on this, uh, which is an odd term to use now that I think about it, but I will be the mouthpiece on this, and I will speak on behalf of sports media everywhere, and why shouldn't it be me? I sit atop my throne here on weekend overnights here on Fox Sports Radio. So why shouldn't it be me speaking on behalf of the national media here? I would request that if you guys, if this isn't rock bottom, and I hope that this isn't, if you are going to hit rock bottom and you're going to be trading away everybody and firing head coaches, why don't we wait until next week? Because there's nothing going on next week. And I'm not ready to dive deep into college basketball yet. I like the drama. I appreciate what the NBA has done for us. But let's go ahead and wait till after the football season. And then let's all hit the glacier at the same time. And then let's watch this whole thing sink at once. Okay? Like, that's my simple request. Let's not eat every meal at the same time. Let's wait this thing out. And let's get it into next week. Besides... I'm doing a lot of extra shows here on Fox Sports Radio next week, and we love the content. There it is. So that is a selfish request on behalf of me and the rest of sports media and you, the fans, because let's all take this in together at the same time. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up next, uh, our BFF of the show, former NFL wide receiver David Anderson. If you've never heard him before, he is fantastic. Always a good listen. He joins you next here on FSR. But for all the latest, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we start with college basketball, where there were a couple of upsets, actually three in the top ten. St. John's took out number four, Duke, 81-77, Oklahoma State, 84-79 over number seven, Kansas. And Washington squeaked past number nine, Arizona, 78-75 wins for number two, Virginia, three, Purdue, five, Michigan State, six, Xavier, and number eight, Cincinnati. Meanwhile, in the NBA, you talk about Cleveland, four and eight over their last 12 games. Houston, meanwhile, is eight and one in their last nine. 120 to 88, the Rockets clobber the Cleveland Cavaliers. Utah got into San Antonio late, didn't matter. They beat the Spurs 120-111. Indiana was a 192 winner over Philadelphia. The 76ers have lost four of their last five games. And Denver beat Golden State 115 to 108. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can note the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The NFL awards were announced on Saturday, and Tom Brady won his third NFL MVP. He became the oldest NFL MVP ever at 40 years and six months of age. Rams coach Sean McVay, NFL Coach of the Year. Todd Gurley, the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald, the Defensive Player of the Year. And yes, we are just 15 hours away from kickoff of Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, our BFF here on Fox Sports Radio, joins us. Well, he tries to join us every single week when he can. He's a brand new dad. He is also back from Minnesota. Dave, I want to start there because you were at Minneapolis. I keep hearing these stories. Uh, They made it seem like you guys were on the set of Alive, and the next step was for you to eat each other on Radio Row because the conditions were so bad. How bad was it in Minneapolis for Super Bowl week? 
I can tell you that as as far as a city uh, that is accommodating people and is used to the cold, Minnesota is in a league of their own. They're great at it. Now, was it butt cold, like like bone chilling cold to where you walk out and you don't want to be out there? Absolutely. So they don't have to worry about people, you know, wandering the streets in Minnesota. Everyone's going to be inside. And they do a great job. But the thing coming from an Angelino that what most impressed me is people can drive on the roads. If it snowed in Los Angeles, I think half the city would die. Oh, man, you know how it is out here. Listen, it starts raining for the first time in a couple of months. And people, people just are, stay home. Yeah, they're, they're, going, quits. they're going like no 32 thanks. miles an hour in a, in a 65 Sideways. Zone. Sideways. Yeah. They're going 32 sideways. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's craziness, but I I have heard uh, more and more stories out there of of, uh, of people complaining about the conditions weather wise there in Minneapolis. Now, let me ask you this because you'll give an honest answer. It's tough to get people to to answer this honestly, but you'll give an honest answer, David Anderson, because you are an honest man. And I saw pictures. I, do my best. I saw I do pictures my best. of you showing what up. Crazy- on, you showed up on Radio Row with brown pants. Okay, we're not even going to touch that. Okay, we're not even going to go there with you. I did see the. They pictures. weren't brown. Well, They're brownish. Okay. Well, here's the question. What's your question? Okay. How many fake laughs did you give during Super Bowl week on Radio Row? Mm. You know what? I didn't really give that many because I only did three. I did three interviews with uh, Denver. I did Denver and someone, uh, some in Houston. Now, the one in Houston that I did was pretty funny. Was because my buddy, his show, I don't think is uh, super popular, but he wanted it to do. He wanted to pretend like I was plugging different things because that's what everyone does on Radio <laughs> Row. Like all the athletes are like pro, are, are like plugging pro, uh, products. And so he's, and so he's, I was like, well, how about like every time you ask me a question, I just pretend like I'm plugging something else. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, that'll be perfect. And so like, so he asked me a question. I'd be like, yeah, you know, you're wet. Like, uh, if you were, you know, jumped into a pool, but didn't have the warranty, like where, uh, Houston's own warehouse pool supply has supplied since 1989. <laughs> That's brilliant. And then he, then he asked me another question. And I was like, but you know, Tom shoes, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, Hewlett Packard. And he's like, Hewlett Packard. Holy crap. That was that's brilliant. Well played. Uh, David Anderson, uh, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox with you. All right, let me ask you about the Hall of Fame class was announced, and I want to go specifically, you being a wide receiver, you can sort of explain this to us from a different vantage point. All right, so we look at Terrell Owens, and we look at Randy Moss, and we go, those guys are all-time great, some of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen. As a fellow wide receiver... How good are they? Explain to us from a guy who knows the position as well as you do exactly how good those guys are to us that have never played the position at the NFL level. To get a type of play nicknamed after you to be mossed is about as special as it gets, right? That means like you not only did it frequently, but did it so like so many times and to so many people that like it, it became part of the the football vernacular is so impressive to me and that doesn't mean that 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 completely discounts the fact that Randy Moss just used to used to hike the ball and the guy used to just put his hand in the air and just run by people and just say throw it throw it throw it deep I'll go get it unbelievable player unbelievable talent unbelievable speed not What's crazy is is Terrell Owens is you know probably same height, but and the people think they play the game the same way. Couldn't play the game more different. 
Terrell Owens used to just run people over. People forget how big and strong he is. He's Until huge. you see him today at 45 years old or whatever he is, he is still jacked. His neck and head and shoulders are still jacked. He is one of the most athletic freaks I think I've ever seen, like just muscle-wise. And so he didn't have – Randy Moss clearly had better hands and I think was more athletic. Now that's coming from uh, – that, that's comparing to the probably one of the greater athlete, – two of the greatest athletic – uh, receivers out there, but uh, Terrell Owens was just like almost, almost almost more like just archaic and strong and just like old man strong. The way he ran and his feet, he wasn't like juky or smooth as, as Randy Moss was. But neither of them uh, were like slot type guys. They're outside amazing receivers that were jumping over corners and safeties, making plays and getting nicknames and dancing and having a good time. And playing what over 14 years in the NFL, it's uh, it's a shame that T.O. had to wait one class. Because in my opinion, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I'm glad Randy got in. Yeah, no, and and listen, I understand. Like I agree that that Terrell Owens, like all of these guys that get into the Hall of Fame, should go in the first year. The Hall of Fame and the rules and the limit and the amount of guys that go in, like your stats don't improve from year one to year two to year three. Like if you're if you're good enough in year four, you should be good enough in year one. So the Hall of Fame. Can is, we talk it, about one thing though? It, Brian Erlacher is the only person who's going to have more hair after. He got in the yeah. Hall of Fame than before. It, it's true, man. Like it, he, it's a completely different human being. And, and what is that bust going to look like? His his head is going to be bald, but he's going to be giving a speech with hair. That's I never that's never had happened before. You know, you know, it's funny. Uh, some of his former teammates, like uh, Charles Peanut Tillman and Spice Adams, were on social media saying, "I'm telling you, man, if your if your bust doesn't have a bald head." They're going to storm the stage <laughs> because seriously, like you know, like like everybody, it, it would be like um, uh, it would be like a chia pet though. Like if they waters it, it grows. Like you know, every month and it, stuff, it could, it could have a different look. It would be like if Dirk Diggler was a real character in Boogie Nights at the end, where he pulls his fly down. It, like if you're, if you're if you're the like, real if you're the real Dirk Diggler or you're one of his buddies, you're like, come on, man. Okay, like let, 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 let's let's slow it down here. You didn't exactly walk around with a gasoline pump between your legs. Okay, let's be honest about what we're representing here. It's kind of the similar vibe. Maybe not even close, but sort of similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little different, but that's okay. I'll, I'll ride with you on that one. Okay. Um, all right, so David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you. Uh, talk to me about the Super Bowl. Do you have a pick? Okay, we're going to get into prop bets. I know you love your prop bets. You are a degenerate. I like, I like my uh, degenerate prop bets. Yes, I love my and, degenerate and, and we're going to get into those. But just game-wise, what jumps out to you now that we've heard two weeks of, of every angle of this game broken down? What jumps out to you first when you're getting ready for Super Bowl 52 coming up later? The, today? the most obvious thing comes out is Nick Foles. Like, people are waiting for, you know, for lack of a better uh, you know, analogy, the real Nick Foles to please stand up whatever everyone was saying like that's a great 2000 reference to Eminem <laughs> yeah I was like, I was like oh, that's funny because very Minnesota you know like oh we're very we're very we're, we're still on Eminem there really excited about him but uh like what, I thought that was really interesting just like okay we're waiting for the true Nick Foles to, to you know to appear what is he really going to be like but who's the saying this isn't Nick Foles right like why does he have to go back to where he was he could still be a great. He could be a great quarterback and continue what he's doing. So I'm interested in that storyline, and I think it'll show up rather 
uh, early in the game because you know Philly's going to do their best to give him early passes to get him going, to give him confidence so that they can have a good Nick Foles. They don't need Nick Foles to have an amazing game. They're they're a better team than Jacksonville. I think uh, their defense might not be as good, but I think all around they're a better team than Jacksonville. And Jacksonville had New England on the ropes. So there's no reason to say that this team in Philadelphia that's playing loose and playing great can't go in there and beat New England. That being said, one given uh, any one game with two weeks to prepare, it's really hard not to pick the Patriots. Uh, David Anderson, uh, former NFL wide receiver, now is the time. You love your prop bets, okay? We're not even going to get into the Justin Timberlake halftime show because I don't know anybody that actually watches the halftime show. For me, the halftime show is always, let me see how many beers I can throw down while some dumb act is on stage performing a song I've never heard of in my life. But And I'll throw down 16 Ritz crackers just to soak up some of the Bud Light. Oh, yeah, you, you, you got to. Bread... Uh, some cheeses as well too. Like like that's really the move to be made at uh, at Super Bowl. Parties. Because if you wait till third quarter, then the cheese has the now yep. it's got it's gotten it's been out too long and it's got like the ring the the you know the the outside is yeah. all dry. Not yeah, it, and it's like you, you dip it in and it's like uh, like reaching like you ever seen that movie uh, Fire in the Sky. When he's in the pods, he gets abducted by aliens, and he's in the pods, and he's got to reach through the pod to break the first layer to to try and get some air. And that's what it's like dipping into cheese whiz or some of the other cheese on the table. Third quarter of a Super Bowl, there's a what layer of what parties are you going to a cheese whiz? Well, those high dollar ones. Listen, <laughs> like uh, you know how we roll in Simi Valley, California, bub. Okay, it is but, uh, high dollar. But to cheese. get to the prop bets. <laughs> Back to <laughs> the, the the I think okay so I have three favorites okay one is the over on Brandon Cooks sixty five and a half uh, sixty five yards uh, I think that is a shoe in if there's anything you realize about the about the Super Bowl and what you have to do and what you have to do to a good defense you have to attack them downfield so. Uh, they're going to extend the field with Gronk. When you can't just send one player deep, you always throw two players deep. Philly's going to want to take uh, Gronk away, so they're going to force someone like Brandon Cooks, who's never played in the Super Bowl, to try to beat them. Uh, so I think Brandon Cooks is going to catch a couple, couple deep passes. Having Gronk on the field helps him out, so I'm, I'm definitely on the over on Brandon Cooks over 65 yards. I'm on the under on the tackles by Malcolm Butler and uh, Patrick Chun. I think they're at four and a half and four uh, last time I checked. And I just don't see how that happens when uh, uh, New England's going to be completely focused on tackling uh, LeGarrette Blunt flying out of the backfield. And people think like, oh, he's in on the tackle. Don't forget there's half tackles. So that doesn't mean you might get two solo tackles. That's only two. That means they have to be in on four other tackles. That's a lot for a cornerback to be in on like six, seven, eight, nine plays uh, just getting tackles. And then, so those are the unders on those. And then there's also a fourth quarter lead change. I'm going no on the lead change. So, um, because if New England has a lead, they're not going to give it back. They're not going to let Philly bounce back and forth. And the same thing with Philly, because I think Philly's going to be playing. They're going to learn from what happened last year with Atlanta. If they're leading in the fourth quarter, I don't see New England being able to make a comeback. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show, Prop bet monster himself. You can get him on Twitter at David Anderson eighty nine. Outstanding stuff. You really paid close attention. Did your research on the prop bets? Uh, just an unbelievable performance by you to, to feed our degenerates. and the cheese was and the cheese yeah, was. I did my I did my research on the cheese. Listen, in this interview, we knocked out Dirk Diggler. Cheese Whiz and prop bets. 
<laughs> like this is like every food group was represented in this interview. This is how it's done. Uh, that sounds like a Johnny Carson bit. Dirk Diggler, <laughs> cheese whiz, <does>. and prompt. <laughs> All right, my man. Thanks for thanks for coming on. We'll talk soon. Absolutely, have a good one. That was good stuff. David Anderson, prop bet monster all of a sudden. All right, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, it is the anniversary of an event you had no idea even happened, but you should have been a part of it. I'll tell you what that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So there's uh it's an anniversary, and I don't even know if many of you were aware of this being an anniversary, right? But it, it like this occurred to me when I was uh, just thinking of you know Super Bowl Fifty Two, and you, know, you just start looking back at some old Super Bowl highlights. And ten years ago, today this is you know ten years ago, the Patriots and Giants played Super Bowl Forty Two, and that's when the Patriots were undefeated, and the Giants ended up beating them in. I don't know if that's the best Super Bowl I've ever seen, but it's very memorable, and I'll explain why. Okay, so I wasn't working that day, and I had no work the next day either. Okay, like I, you know, just like just wasn't, you know, I had no nothing radio wise, nothing, and so I went over to a buddy's house and they had the Super Bowl squares where you pick, you know, a bunch of squares. There's a, a bunch of people over there. And then, you know, you might have a little bit of scratch on the game as well, too. Well, I really believe that the Giants were going to win that game. So I was, you know, I took the Giants on the money line. I was betting the Super Bowl squares and my Super Bowl square number hit twice. Like I hit the end of the game and I think I hit halftime. I think it rolled over or something like that. But I ended up doing really well on Super Bowl squares and on the bets themselves. And I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but sometimes you get caught up into the into the emotion of a big game or a big event, and it's so exciting that you don't realize how much you're drinking. You know, like you just it just becomes a habit at that point. It's like hydration, and then all of a sudden, like the game's over, the adrenaline dump wears off, and and you get up to go use the restroom, and you almost fall over. Like you're looking around, like oh my god, there's an earthquake, and everyone's looking at you, like what are you talking about, man? Like it would be like if you wore high heels and one of the heels went out. You know, <laughs> like you blew a tire. Like that's what it felt like. So I remember the next day. Had no work, and I was hungover, really hungover. And I just thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go see a movie during the day. It was raining out, I think, at the time. I'm going to go see a movie during the day just by myself, get rid of this hangover. Everything will be fine. So I go into the theaters, and the movie that was playing was Cloverfield, which was shot from a point-of-view camera to where somebody's got this handheld camera through the entire movie. I'm hungover. And I'm watching this movie in the theaters, and at least two to three different times, I nearly ran out of the theater to go barf in the trash can outside the theater door. Makes me want to puke. And I don't know why certain things draw certain memories, but whenever I think of that Super Bowl, instead of thinking about one of the great games I've ever seen and a perfect season being ruined, all I can think about is the fact that I almost vomited outside a movie theater the next day. Makes me want to puke. 
so sooner or later, you got to learn from past mistakes, right? You've got to learn that if something is not going right, why waste your energy with it? You got to move on. So I'll explain why that's the case with a major storyline and a major development in the NFL coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our fine Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening right now on a Super Bowl Sunday. We appreciate you doing so as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, I do want to tell you coming up uh, in about 10 minutes or so from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to catch up with uh, my radio wife on Sunday nights here on FSR. Brady Quinn uh, will be with us here on FSR. And that's usually just a uh, about 10 minutes long uh, worth of grab ass between Brady and I, and who knows where the conversation is going to go. But I do want to start with uh, the story that came out on Saturday. And this is the big story out of the NFL as we await Super Bowl Sunday. The Hall of Fame class of 2018 in the NFL was announced. And um, so, the, you, know, you know, all the names that got in, all the, all the guys that got in modern day, the most, most notable names and the most recognizable recently, uh, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Randy Moss, Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owens. And so I was talking about how last, last hour, the... Just some of the reactions to Terrell Owens uh, having to wait a couple of years to get in, and I was guilty of this as well, too, last year. But I got to be honest, man, I kind of understand why it is that maybe some media members voted not to have him in the Hall of Fame in year one or year two. Because I don't know that there's been anybody that's handled not getting into the Hall of Fame worse than Terrell Owens. And some of the media and fan reactions on social media and the outrage to this stuff, I can't believe Terrell Owens had to wait. Like, There's been a lot of great, great players that have had to wait their turn or had to wait an extra year or an extra couple of years to get in, and nobody handled it as poorly as Terrell Owens did. And it looked a lot like how he handled a lot of things when they didn't go his way in his NFL career. And I say all this, and I'm a fan of Terrell Owens. I was a fan of him when he played. Uh, I, I think he's one of the best players I've ever seen at the NFL level. I, I think he's fantastic. And I loved everything about him. But I got to be honest, man. I, just some of the outrage, some of the fake anger, and and, and I, it, I, don't, I just don't understand. I was even telling a story how it just reminded me years and years ago, uh, going over to my girlfriend at the time's house for Christmas and one of her cousins threw a temper tantrum because the brand new top of the line cell phone that she got wasn't the color she wanted. Like, just standing back and looking and thinking to myself, wow, that's the most ungrateful moment in the history of my universe that I've ever seen. <laughs> I've never seen anything that insane in my life. That's crazy. And when you really think about it, this is a lot like it. The guy's gotten to the Hall of Fame. There was never a question as to whether or not Terrell Owens was going to get into the Hall of Fame. We all knew he was going to get into the Hall of Fame. But unfortunately, this is how the Hall of Fame works. Right or wrong, this is how it works. And so I just, like, the outrage because of it, like, you were really concerned, like, this was the last opportunity for him to get in. Like, this was the last chance. 
Like, come on, man. It's not like the guy was thrown in prison or or sentenced to death for a crime he didn't commit. He just had to wait a couple extra years to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, what are we really upset about? Like, 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 what are we, what are we really upset about? You know, like, like someone hands you a brand new hundred dollar bill and you're complaining because there's a crease in the middle. What? <laughs> like, what, like, what are we upset about? I just, I don't understand it. Like, I just, I found it comical. Some of the reactions I saw uh, to Tara Lowens going into this weekend. So T.O. gets in, but here's, here's really why I, I just, I sort of had to take a step back. And this is why I'm not going to go berserk over somebody not getting in. All right. Like, I'll put it like this. You ever gone from a crappy car to a newer one or one, a car that's always breaking down to a car that never breaks down? You ever, you ever done that transition before? Okay. It is an unbelievable experience. Really is. The idea of knowing that every time you put a key in the ignition and you turn it, that SOB is going to start. That is an amazing experience when you've come from a lemon or a POS car that breaks down all the time. I mean, the driving is smooth. You're never worried about something falling off the car. Like It is an amazing experience when you go from a clunker to either a brand new car or something that you can depend on. Okay. Like I had this old truck, my first truck I ever had. It was like this 1980 GMC Sierra. All right. Now, if you're a gearhead or you're really into cars and you like fixing things up, this is the truck for you. I am neither of those. I don't give a rip about cars. I, uh, when I lift up, uh, the, the hood on my car, I don't know what I'm looking at and I don't care. It does nothing for me. I go to Pet Boys to get air fresheners or windshield wiper replacements. I don't go there to talk to the guy behind the car about what new carburetor is out and why it can uh, help my fuel process gigabert. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what any of these terms mean. I'm just not a gearhead. I'm, I'm not into it. It's not my thing. And not trying to judge. If you're into it, cool. To have at it. I'm just not into it. So I had this old piece of crap truck. All right. The thing broke down all the time. It looked like a produce truck. Like I should have been carrying around fruits and vegetables. Okay. Like that's, that's just what, what it looked like. And so when I finally got a better car and one that I could depend on, the mental relief was really something because it was like, you know what? I no longer have to stress about it. Like, I no longer have to worry about whether or not I hop in, I'm going to get from point A to point B. Like, that's that's no longer a concern. The mental relief is the most rewarding part of all of it, okay? Because if the car keeps breaking down on the side of the road, you can either keep getting frustrated or you can get another car and find something else to get worked up over. There's a lot of things to get worked up over. That's where I'm at with this Hall of Fame stuff. Like, that's where I'm at. That's why I'm just choosing not to not to get upset anymore. Like I'm I'm just not going to get worked up about Hall of Fame voting. I'm not going to give fake outrage. I'm never going to pretend to be upset about something that I'm not upset about on the radio. I'm just not going to do it. And the Hall of Fame specifically, I'm not going to be a part of anymore. Like the conversation, who's getting screwed over, uh, how upset am I over it? Like I'm just not going to do it, especially when it comes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's no point. 
There's no point. Like, I used to get worked up about it. I got worked up last year or the year before about Terrell Owens. And finally, I kind of took a step back, analyzed everything, really thought big picture, and I realized, you know what, man? There's a lot of other things I could be worked up over. Okay? So what's the point? Seriously, like, what's the point? The system and the process is flawed. It's not going to change. So why get upset about it? Like, why are you going to get worked up about it? First of all, look at just, let's break down what the Hall of Fame is. All right? And this is exactly why. You getting irritated or you taking it out on me because I don't agree with you on whether or not some players should get in. Whatever. Like, listen, sports radio, Hall of Fame, and Mount Rushmore talk, we can save for July when nobody wants to talk baseball. All right? And, and again, I'm all for it. Whatever. You want to fill time? Do what you got to do. But here's why it, it is a waste of your time to get upset about who gets in the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. Okay? First of all, the idea that these guys have to wait five years is insane. It's insane. What does five years have to do with their career? Like, why do you have to wait? Doesn't make any sense. Like, your stats aren't going to get better. If anything, your stats are only going to get worse because other guys are catching up to you during that five-year period. So why are they having to wait? If you decide, if Tom Brady decides after Super Bowl 52 later on tonight that he's going to retire, guess what? Tom Brady should go into the Hall of Fame the next year. He shouldn't have to wait five years. Everybody knows he's a Hall of Famer. So what are we doing? Okay? So the idea they have to wait is insane. The limit on how many guys get in each year, that's insane as well, too. Like, listen, if you're good enough, get in. The, the percentage of votes and the, the retail, like, like so much of it is bizarre. Like, you know, the lists get trimmed, you know, uh, certain uh, uh, guys have agendas. They'll say, well, so-and-so is worthy on the first time, but the other guy is worthy on the third. Like, like so much of it is flawed and it doesn't make any sense. It's like that broken car. Like you can, you can get worked up about it. Or you can just choose to either get another car or just accept what the reality of your situation is and find something else to worry about. And that's where I'm at with it. Like the, the process could be so much easier. And it's just a weird, uh, it feels broken. It just like so much of a, about it just doesn't make any sense if you actually break it down. Fundamentally, if you actually break down the Hall of Fame process, to be worked up about it and to get get upset about it, I'm just not going to do it anymore. And I don't know why so many of you do. I don't know why so many people in in, in the business do. Like like I mean, it's it's a flawed process. But to get that angry and upset because Terrell Owens didn't get in the first couple, come on, man. Like, what are you really complaining about? I got it. I understand. If he's good enough in year three, he's good enough in year one. But this is just what it is. You can either keep bitching and moaning about it or just accept that it doesn't make any sense. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. I do want to say we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, up next... 
my radio wife, former NFL, former Notre Dame star, Brady Quinn. I have no idea where this interview is going to go. I'll be honest with you, but it usually goes off the rails in a hurry, so do not go anywhere. Brady Quinn joins you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to play pro wrestler or porn star coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR. If you want in on the hottest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio, 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star coming up uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, he is Fox Sports Radio host, my radio wife every Sunday night here on FSR. He's also a Fox NFL and college football analyst, former NFL and Notre Dame quarterback, Brady Quinn, with us now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, I'm going to start with this, man. How depressed are right, you? Can give a, a scale of one to ten if you feel if you feel more comfortable. How depressed are you that you are not part of Super Bowl week in Minneapolis? Uh, not very depressed. I, I got to tell you, not very. And uh, I understand that you've got a beef with some people out there yep. in Minneapolis, technically really in Bloomington, because that's where the Mall of America is, a good twenty-five minutes outside the city. Uh, that's without traffic. And if you've never been to the Twin Cities. They've got a bit of a traffic issue now. Um, but, yeah, there's been some people who have been complaining about the weather, complaining about the setup and all that. I, I know you would like to dig into them. Um, I, I'm not that upset that I had to stay back and be in studio for the game uh, for CBSSports.com. So I'm actually okay that that, that was my assignment. And, and maybe that will change next year or the next two years because the games are in Atlanta and Miami. Um, but, I, I, you know, at this current juncture, I'm glad just watching the, the game at home. Listen, Super Bowl week next year could be held inside a prison cell with no guards, and I would still go. Okay, I would love to go. <laughs> I'd love the opportunity to go and and just celebrate the biggest week in the NFL and be there and give a bunch of fake laughter and talk to athletes who don't care about talking to me. They just want to plug their product they're making six figures on for the week. I would love to be a part of that, okay? And the fact that these media members were bitching and moaning a little bit about the weather, when you're doing the shows from a mall next to a Bloomingdale's, who gives a rip? Why is everyone complaining? Well, I think it's this. Um, and I've actually never done a show on Radio Row, per se. I, I've worked for CBS when they had the Super Bowl out in San Francisco, uh, and, our, and our setup and our, and our studio or our set was right next to Radio Row, so I kind of got a sense um, of, of what that felt like. And I went there as a player to do, as you said, pitch products. The Squatty Potty being one of them. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but in all seriousness, like it, I can imagine that it doesn't have the same feel. I mean, one, it, it's a mall. Like, typically, these things are set up in convention centers. They're set up in areas where it's a little bit more conducive to get, you know, traffic, and you've got celebrities coming through, and you've got athletes coming through uh, that, that may be just going through that they're not actually pitching a product. You know, maybe they're out there, and, and it could be a, a, a bunch of different reasons why they're out there. Maybe for the game, maybe to visit with their agent, you know, potentially run into other teams, blah, 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 if they're going to be a free agent. All those things kind of go on sometimes. Um, so that, that could be part of it too. And what you get is you, you get a greater amount of guests just kind of walking through, whether it's celebrities, whether it's players, whatever it is. Well, it, it's tough, I think, for at least from what I'm hearing, to get a lot of those people to go out to the mall unless they are pitching a product. 
and it's tough to be able to get them to go through all that because you know it's not as well designed uh, from from that aspect of things. And I think the overall experience, you know, for a lot of the people working there, they're not able to go out and party um, like they would normally do. Um, you know, obviously at night because it's so cold, people are used to walking, be able to hang out, you know, take a take a beer with them, take a roadie with them you know, go to whatever the next party is and kind of hop around. It's a little bit more difficult when you're constantly waiting on a cab outside in zero-degree weather in a parka. Yeah, and by, by the way, uh, I was in San Francisco, too, as well, for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, uh, Panthers, Broncos, and I decided not to go out that, all that much because I was tired of tripping on homeless people. Uh, that was really my biggest issue, and that is not a lie. And you know it. You were there. Were there not a, a, a an overwhelming amount of homeless people laying on the streets in the middle of the day? Yeah, it was it was sad, um, and, and it, was, it was to your point. It was tough. I mean, if you came out of the hotel to a quick left or right, you were most likely tripping over someone's. <laughs> and then the worst part was at night. I remember walking by and seeing like piles of homeless people cuddled up together. Yes, because it gets kind of cool out there this time of year, obviously, and. Uh, and they were obviously trying to preserve their body heat, and people would give them blankets and jackets, but um, you know they didn't have anywhere to stay. So, that, so it wasn't just like someone laying on the ground. It was like it was like literally piles uh, of of people kind of trying to keep each other warm. So it, it was pretty sad to see, and kind of tough to see. Um, but to be quite honest with you, uh, I, I did go out and party a little bit. So I, I don't really recall a lot of times while the end the, the end of the night ended. So I don't really remember seeing many people mm. until the next morning. Well, I, I didn't go out and party in San Francisco because um, I just chose to be a broadcast professional, a.k.a. I knew nobody and wasn't invited anywhere. Uh, he's a broadcast professional, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host. You can hear him with me every Sunday night here on FSR. Uh, you can also uh, get Brady. He does uh, college football, NFL on Fox, you name it. He is a man of multiple talents uh, here with us now on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let me ask you this. So you mentioned you were promoting products when you would go to the Super yeah. Bowl as a player. Do you remember yeah. some of the yeah. products you were promoting? Outside of EAS, everybody remembers, now I'm done. And we all remember that commercial, but what were you promoting at the Super Bowl? It all depends on the year. Um, I remember I had this, um, it was a joint supplement, which somehow didn't conflict with like an EAS like, like supplement company, right, for like protein drinks, things like that. Um, and so it was like a local company there in Akron, Cleveland. And it was for like a joint supplement and it was called like trigosamine. And like they had approached me before my rookie year. Uh, again, I was a local kid. So it kind of made sense from that standpoint. I had to do some appearances there uh, in, in their facility in Akron. And, and then <laughs> what I got access to was this like tour bus. So they had a tour bus with the branding and logos and all this stuff for this product that we were pitching. And so I came up with the idea to them. I said, Hey, maybe it would make sense if I took this thing out to the Super Bowl. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I take it from Columbus at that time. You know, I'm, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, so the bus would pick us up there. I had some you know, buddies I've grown up with that I've always been close with, a couple of buddies from college. And we would go from Columbus, Ohio to Phoenix, Arizona, where the Super Bowl was that year. And they were like, this is actually a great idea. Because then when you're going out and you're going around to different parties and right. things, you can take the bus. Uh-huh. It's free advertising. Everyone's going to see it. Yeah. So that that was quite possibly the most fun Super Bowl I have ever had. <laughs> uh, going around in that thing, we emptied out a club at one point. Put everyone on this bus. There was probably sixty plus people. <laughs> we were trying to go to a house party somewhere in on uh, Camelback Mountain. 
<laughs> our bus was so heavy we couldn't make the grade. We had to stop and let some people off and try to back up and, and, and then maneuver again uh, just to try to let some people off. And by the time we had like figured out where the house was and how late it was and everything else with all the people and the issues getting up this, this hill or up the mountain, uh, the, the party had already closed down. So we basically had to turn back around and head back to our hotel, and there was multiple drop-offs, but it, it was one heck of a time, man. Now, and you guys are shredding beers the whole time, uh, and obviously not the driver, but while you're in the bus and you guys are safe and your seatbelts are on, of course, you guys are shredding beers the entire time, correct? Yeah, of course, because, you know, it's just like, you know, those tour buses are just like of course. buses. They've got, you know, seatbelts for everyone for 60-plus <laughs> people. Um, the one, and that was the other thing is the bus actually came with, you know, two drivers, two guys who had that signed up for this and, and they were great guys. I want to say it was like Bob and Larry. Oh man. And they were awesome, awesome guys putting up with us the whole week. But um yeah, there was a little bit of drinking going on. Uh, and I, I gotta tell you too the best was so my boy Braylon Edwards, because uh, obviously I was playing uh for Cleveland at the time and, and we were close so he came out and he probably he probably brought like thirty people on the bus alone. Like half <laughs> the people that came out of that club or whatever we're somehow associated with him or with him, and it, it was it was a ton of fun, man. Oh, that's that's classic. That's a great story. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports NFL and college football analyst, uh, also Fox Sports radio host, my radio wife here on Sunday nights. So l- let me ask you this about just the game. All right, you you and I talked about this because at this point. It's been broken down, analyzed, it just over and over and over, fake conversations during the week, fake laughter on Radio Row. Like, all of it has just been so talked about. Am I, am I crazy here, okay, to think that maybe we kind of overrated Philadelphia a little bit? Like, did we kind of go bonkers over their performance against Minnesota, and maybe we're looking at this, and this is really a lot easier to break down than, than we're trying to make it out to be, that it's still Nick Foles, he's still a backup quarterback, and he's going against Tom Brady. On- I don't know if it's that easy. I, I really don't. And I think when we first got into the playoffs, you know, you kind of looked at the NFC playoff picture and said, there's a number of teams you could see going to the Super Bowl, right? Um, now, some people looked at teams like the Falcons and the Saints, and they said kind of what you're saying. You know, it's, hey, it's Drew Brees. It's Matt Ryan, who was last year's MVP of the league. Those teams have the edge. And then who ended up playing in the NFC Championship game? The Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles, the teams with the better defenses. And uh, I think that's been one of the things that we sometimes overlook is, is just how much a defense can impact a game, uh, especially one that is playing at such a high level. And if that quarterback, whoever it is, whoever it is, if they can manage the game well enough, not turn the football over, which Nick Foles has done a good job of this, this postseason, uh, and have enough production, you can win a Super Bowl. I mean, people always point back to Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson – because those quarterbacks happen to be on, on really, really good defenses. I mean, generationally good defenses, uh, which is kind of unfair to them because they were good players too. Now, they're not to the extent of Tom Brady. And this is the greatest quarterback of all time, so it kind of challenges that a little bit. Uh, but I, I really do think this game will be close, and I, and I think the game will probably be close because, one, Philly's defense is that good, but, two, New England's defense gives up a bunch of yards and will give up some plays. It's not like that defense has been lights out. So uh, I actually think this, this kind of challenges um, the model of, of really how we rate quarterbacks. You know, I mean, this is, 
you know, and this is the greatest quarterback of all time, but still he wins this game. It just kind of goes to show you that we overinflate the value of what we think of quarterbacks as far as a team sport where there's so many variables and there's so many other pieces that help out a quarterback be good. Uh, but we always overinflate like the impact that they have. Like, does, does it matter? Of course. It's the most important position on the field. But people act like it's the end-all, be-all. And, and it's not. You have obviously 10 other you know, teammates out there helping you be able to do your job and, and do what you're capable of. I mean, think about last year's Super Bowl. If Edelman doesn't make that ridiculous catch, the ridiculous catch over the middle, who knows if the Patriots come back and win that game, right? And that, now once that ball's out of Tom Brady's hands, the rest is really all Edelman, making a ridiculous catch that will be remembered for ages. So I actually think the Super Bowl kind of challenges that thought uh, only because it is the greatest quarterback of all time going up against one of the best defenses this year in the NFL. You got a pick? You got a score, a yeah. final score. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to put any pressure on you. There's degenerate, flunky gamblers listening to this right now. They know who they are. Uh, they, they know exactly who they are, and they're looking for any sort of information they can get from Brady Quinn, a superstar of the football world. You got a pick for this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be really close. I, I do. I, I think like 24-23, um, something along those lines to me uh, seems about right. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if New England didn't get out to a, a slow start. Um, that's what they've done in recent history. And, you know, Philly's got off to a fast start on uh, this entire season. Um, so, you know, to me, I, I think I wouldn't be shocked if New England didn't find themselves down coming out of the first quarter, which, which doesn't always bode well for them because uh, they haven't scored a first quarter point in the seven Super Bowls that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have been to. But um, that, that's how I kind of see it. I think it's going to be a close game. I think New England will eventually pull it out. Brady Quinn, Fox Sports, NFL, college football analyst. Uh, you hear him with me every Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. My radio, radio wife here on FSR. You're a good man. You push products. You drive around in tour buses during Super Bowl week. I learn something new about you every week, man. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, man. I look forward to uh, talking to you later. Oh, man, that is a great story. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Pro wrestler or porn star is next. 877-99 on Fox, the phone number. 877-996-6369. Last call if you want in on pro wrestler or porn star. 877-996-6369. That is next here on FSR. But for all the latest, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame has eight new members. They were elected today from the modern era. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, and Brian Dawkins. Former Redskins GM Bobby Beathard and senior committee nominees Robert Brazil and Jerry Kramer. They'll all be inducted on August 4th. Tom Brady is your NFL MVP. It's his third MVP award. He's also the oldest NFL MVP of all time. Rams coach Sean McVay, NFL coach of the year. While LA's Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald named the offensive and defensive players of the year respectively. Of course, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. No surprise, it's Houston's J.J. Watt. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And we are just 
14 hours away from kickoff of Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Of course, the legendary home of Vern Gagne's American Wrestling Association. Uh, well done, Ralph Irvin. What a beautiful segue into what we've got next. Pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Before we get into it, uh, Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio. I do want to let you know we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Is it a pro wrestler? Or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for big men. Time to guess that name. It is that time. Pro wrestler or porn star. Super Bowl Sunday or not. We cannot forget pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, And so we are ready to rock. We will go around the country. Now, listen, everybody wants in on this game. If you doubt the popularity of it, I dare you to call 877-996-6369. You're going to get a busy signal because everybody wants in on pro wrestler or porn star. So let's go ahead. Let's see who we've got here who wants in on uh, pro wrestler or porn star. Let's go all the way to Craig, who is in Boca Raton, Florida. Craig, what's happening? Good morning. How are you? Good. What's happening? What do you got going on? I'm just heading into work. Where do you work, man? I'm a police officer. Nice. All right. Good to have you, Craig. Now, how now? How often do you see Lane Kiffin around town? Does he uh, does he tear it up there in Boca Raton or what? Um, I've seen him a couple of times out at the uh, the local Tilted Kilt oh, right. and the other uh, <laughs> the other play the other you know I don't want to name them but the other places but yeah he's he's been around. Listen, why do I have a you could have get if you were to ask me? All right, so there's three chain restaurant type bar spots. Uh, where does where does Lane Kiffin most likely go? Tilted Kilt would have been on that list without you even telling me <laughs> or me knowing that there's a Tilted Kilt in Boca Raton. That would probably be on the list. All right, so so that is Craig in uh, Boca Raton. Right Ready to play here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Let's find out who wants in against Craig in Florida. It is Jeff in North Carolina is on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, what's happening? <laughs> Not a lot, man. What's up? All right, you tell me. What uh, what do you got going on in North Carolina? Uh, just getting off work. Uh, you know, shot a beer. Repeat. There you go. And and because you're on the Woo! you're you're you're, you're going to be competing against a police officer. I want to make sure you're not drinking and driving. Okay. No, sir. Okay. I am home in the living room with my wife. There it is. You see that? Uh, you and I, Craig, tag team and taking care of DUIs across the country. You and I, man. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. It is pro wrestler or porn star here, Fox Sports Radio. This is how it works. I'm going to start with Craig, then I'm going to go over to Jeff. If at the end of this list of names, you guys are tied, we're going to go to sudden death overtime, all right? All you have to do is tell me if the name I give you is a pro wrestler or porn star. Easy enough? Easy enough. All right, so here we go. So Craig in Boca Raton is first up here on Fox Sports Radio. Craig, the name for you is Heidi Ho, pro wrestler or porn star. Oh, that's that's got to be a porn star. That is correct. You, sir, are correct. That is a porn star. Over to Jeff in North Carolina we go. Jeff, the name for you, Hog Calhoun, pro wrestler or porn star. Pro wrestler. There it is. A little bit of help in the background. Look at that. A little, uh, little help in the background. Uh, is that the uh, the wife uh, giving you uh, just giving you some help there? Absolutely. All right. Good for you. Good for you. That's my wife you're talking about, man. I I know it is. I know. We're aware. We just talked about it. All right. So we go back over to Craig and Boca Raton. Craig, the next name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is 
Kronika Lewinsky, pro wrestler or porn star? <laughs> porn star. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. That is outstanding. What a name. Uh, over to uh, Jeff in North Carolina we go. Jeff, the name for you, Mountain Girl, pro wrestler or porn star? Mountain Girl was Jerry Garcia's girlfriend, but I'll go with porn star. That is correct. You guys are on fire. Getting all swole. And, that, know you know, and, and by the way, that is a healthy relationship. The fact that Jeff is playing in front of his wife and he knows the name of porn stars, that's a healthy relationship there, everybody. We should all be envious of that relationship. <laughs> all right, so uh, we go back over to Craig and Boca Raton. Craig, the name we just gave Jeff was Mountain Girl. The name I've got for you is Man Mountain Rock, pro wrestler or porn star. Uh, that's a wrestler. Yes, sir. <laughs> you guys are perfect. Back over to Jeff in North Carolina trying to keep up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Jeff, to stay tied with Craig, the next name up for you here is Cheeseburger. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Pro Wrestler. Yeah, there it is. Little tag team going on. (laughs) This is amazing. All right, so we go back over to Craig in Boca Raton. Craig, uh, the name I just gave Jeff was Cheeseburger. The name I've got for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Strawberry. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Mm, Porn Star. Yes, sir. On fire is Craig in Boca Raton. Strawberry is a porn star. So we go back over to Jeff in North Carolina, who needs this to stay in competition here with Craig and Boca Raton. Uh, Jeff, the name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Punishment Martinez. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Porn Star. Oh, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Your wife in the background yelling pro wrestler, and you said porn star. You went against the grain, man. Oh. All right. So here's that. Well, now she's yelling at you. Oh. Hey, hey, no uh, domestic violence. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we got a, we got a police uh-huh. officer on the line here. We're, we're taking care of DUIs. We will not stand for domestic violence either. Let's knock it off, you two. <laughs> All right, so Craig and Boca Raton. Craig, here's how. Here's how. First of all, can we get uh, a Jeff? Can you put your yeah. wife on the phone? She sounds disgusted with you as a human being. She, <laughs> like you've totally oh, let no, her down. I'm not disgusted with him. I'm just like super competitive. Huh? All right. Uh, I I didn't catch any of that. I don't speak alien. So we go back over to Craig and Boca Raton. <laughs> Craig, here you go. This is where the the uh, game is at. All right. This is where the game is at. If Craig gets this correct, it's over. If Craig, if you miss it, Jeff has an opportunity to tie. All right? Okay. Right, so here we go. Craig in Boca Raton to win the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you is Beer City Bruiser, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Pro Wrestler. That is correct. That is correct. Woo! And Craig, a police officer. In Boca Raton, Florida, and our Tilted Kilt Insider is your winner here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Craig, man, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, after the season that FAU had and now your performance on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, what an unbelievable year so far 
for the great Thank city you. of Boca Raton. Appreciate it. Outstanding. Good stuff by Craig in uh, Boca Raton. <laughs> and we appreciate all you do, Craig, man. All right. Thanks I for keeping it. the streets safe. Much. All right, so that is uh, this edition of Pro Wrestler, a porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Veronica Lewinsky. That is right. That is huh. a that's a top ten, man. That's a top ten. Kronika Lewinsky has has just snuck into the top ten. And Mountain Girl's not bad either. All right. <laughs> that is amazing. Jeff and his wife yelling at him because he uh, gave the wrong answer. That's outstanding. All right. So Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Up next, prop bet. Monsters. Wait till you hear what you can make money on in Super Bowl 52. That's next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. That was a very entertaining, very entertaining edition of Pro Wrestler Porn Star. We had a police officer in Florida, and we had a guy in North Carolina. We tried to get one guy in uh, Pennsylvania, but he was drunk and dropped an F-bomb on the air, so he got dumped. And then we went to another guy with the same name in North Carolina, and he sounded hammered too, and he was getting help from his wife in the background who was yelling at him and furious because he got one incorrect. So that that's as entertaining of an addition of a pro wrestler or porn star uh, as we've had in uh, quite some... Actually, now that I think about it, this year's been on fire. We've had some really good editions of uh, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So we'll be back next week with that. But right now, it's time for this. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the Prop Bet Monster. <laughs> Length of the National Anthem. Over or under two minutes. All right, so these are Super Bowl prop bets. Over, under, National Anthem, two minutes. I'm going to take the over, even though Pink's been under the weather. I'm going to take the over of two minutes. Sam? She has been under the weather. I'm going to take the under because I think she just wants to hit it and quit it. Probably a better uh, analogy or <laughs> you know term I mean? you could use there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is probably uh, the other one you could use. Uh, Mike Mayer. I think she's going to want to put in an emotional performance over. Yeah. Ralph Irvin. I'm going to go over. She's going to sell it. Great. Now we're going to lose because Ralph's the worst. He finished dead last during the regular season. I am the champion and I am the greatest. Next up. The first mention of the weather in Minneapolis during the game. Over or under. Five minutes. No, we'll take the under on that. I mean, come on. It's uh, it's it's sports media. It's complaint week. Everybody complaining about the conditions as they do their shows from a shopping mall. Uh, I'm going to take the under of five minutes in this. Sam? I'm going to take the under as well. Mike Mayer. This is a layup under. They always put the graphic up of the weather anyway. Ooh, interesting. There you go, Mike. Uh, Ralph Irvin. It's out- cold outside. It's perfect inside. Okay, so Under. what does that mean? Okay, That's the open. All right, next up. <laughs> First celebrity fan shown during the game. Mark Wahlberg, Bradley Cooper, Sylvester Stallone, or the Boston Strangler. Okay. <laughs> okay. F it. I'm, I'm betting the Boston Strangler. Why not? You know what? I know I'm going to waste my money on this, but, but screw it. I'm going Boston Strangler on this. Sam? Uh, I'm going to go with this guy. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. That's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> All right, Mike Mayer. Uh, I'm going Wahlberg. They're going to make light of the fact that he left the Super Bowl early last year. All right, Ralph Irvin. They're going to show some old Rocky clip, but he won't be there. You guys are such cowards. 
Uh, next up. Will Robert Kraft sound drunk after the game? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. He's the modern-day Harry Carey. Are you kidding me? Of course he's going to be drunk. Sam? He's rich. He's got lots to celebrate. Yes! Mike Mayer? Absolutely, yes. Ralph Irvin? Yep. There it is. All right, so that is this edition of the uh, Prop Bet Monsters. We've got more coming up next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. So we will have uh, all sorts of a Super Bowl, Hall of Fame discussions coming up next here on FSR. All sorts of madness uh, on Fox Sports Radio as we get you set for Super Bowl Sunday. A wild final hour of the show coming up here. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. All Super Bowl, all Hall of Fame, all NFL next year on FSR. So the busiest weekend in the NFL continues on here on Fox Sports Radio. And some interesting comparisons, some interesting comparisons, maybe a different way to look at a couple of the greatest players in the history of the game that you may not have thought about before. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83 as well, on our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening all across the country, if you're listening overseas, wherever. Welcome to Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 52, later on tonight. And right now we are doing this show all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we're going to get into uh, Super Bowl 52, just some, uh, you know, Last thoughts, uh, you know, final, you know, words. Maybe I'll give a pick later. Whatever. We'll get into all that stuff as far as Super Bowl Fifty Two goes. Uh, but I do want to give uh, give attention to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the class that was uh, announced on Saturday. And the most notable, like it's a monster class. I mean, a rock star class, top to bottom. I was actually surprised. I always wondered if the Hall of Fame committee, because we know that most of these guys. As far as the voters go, like this really is kind of a, you know, kind of an event, you know, they're putting on an event and you want to make sure that you that you have the event. It's similar to the to the college football uh, playoff committee. Like it's it turned into a television show. And so sometimes they'll finagle a couple of teams here or there, or they'll move a team into third when really they're probably a fifth if they know they're going to play the fifth team and it's going to determine itself anyways. Like they'll, I think, I think the college football playoff committee they'll never say this publicly, but I think they do a lot of their maneuvering later on in the season because they realize if they can get away with something or if it's just going to play itself out on the field anyways. Why wouldn't you try and spice it up and make it more dramatic? Because it turns into a television event. And I, I've always wondered about, uh, about the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the way the voting goes. Because I wonder if they almost space out some years to have maybe uh, more flamboyant characters go in to headline a class. So that's why when the announcement was made that the 2018 class and, and the most notable players from recent were the following, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, Brian Dawkins, and Terrell Owens. I I was surprised just because I figured, man, like they're like three of those guys could be the head of the class in other years. Like you could space this out if you wanted to. So I actually credit the Hall of Fame committee for putting in that many, I mean, really outspoken 
inductees into the class this year because like you know Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, like there's some controversy there. So I give him credit for for throwing all these guys in at the same time. It's it's the most impressive class I can think of. And again, you know, maybe I'm younger. Any player that gets in is fantastic. But as far as like just modern day, like this is as impressive of a class that I can think of that's gone in in recent years. But what's funny about all this, and and we were talking about this a little bit, the Terrell Owens reaction by so many people is just one of the most overblown things I've I've seen in a long time. Like I sometimes people will rally around a certain subject or a certain topic and they'll get so caught up in emotion that they sort of lose touch with what they're really arguing about. You know, like, like they're, they're, they, they lose touch as to maybe what, what the real issue is here. And so people were outraged that Terrell Owens didn't get in the first year or that Terrell Owens didn't get in the second year. And the fact that he had to wait, God forbid he had to wait to get in till the third year. And it was almost painted out like he had gone to jail for a crime he didn't commit or he was, I mean, what are we, like, we're talking about a guy who still got into the Hall of Fame. We knew he was going to get into the Hall of Fame no matter what. And for some reason, people just complained and complained and bitched and moaned. Even Terrell Owens himself, and I was saying this earlier, nobody, nobody handled not getting into the Hall of Fame worse than Terrell Owens. Like it, it was it was borderline embarrassing how Terrell Owens publicly criticized the people who didn't vote him in, argued and uh, became petty with the people that were critical of uh, of the way he behaved during his playing career. And so, how did he shut all those people up? He behaved the same way that he did during his playing career when things didn't go his way. Things didn't go his way in the Hall of Fame voting the first couple of years, and that's how he handled it. I mean, he could even in. Getting into the Hall of Fame, he gets into the Hall of Fame, and, and one of the first things he does on social media is he takes a shot at Jason Whitlock because Whitlock congratulated him. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, like, like it doesn't matter now. You know, like, you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, like what are you complaining about? And so many people were, were screaming in support of this guy that they, they turned this into such a much more dramatic thing than it really needed to be. And I was guilty of it, too. I'm not sitting here pointing fingers without pointing a thumb right back at myself. Like, I was guilty of it, too. I went on the air last year or the year before. I ripped the Hall of Fame voting. I got upset about it. I was angry. Tara Lones' first ballot. What the hell are you guys doing? Like, what do we, I mean, come on, everybody knew he was going to get in, so he had to wait a little bit. You know, like, somebody offers you a hundred bucks, are you going to bitch if it's in all 20s? You know, like, like, what are we, like, what are we really complaining about here? The guy got in, like, let, let's calm down a little bit. I'm just, I refuse to get worked up over the Hall of Fame. I refuse to get worked up over it. It just, it's not... The process is flawed. The every the way it's done, the fact that they have to wait five years, the the fact that there's a certain percentage that get in, and that there's a limit of the number of guys that get in each year, it just doesn't make any sense. Like waiting five years, like what the hell is that? You realize, like if a guy retires, his stats only get worse five years from then. Like you understand that, right? Because during those five years when he's not playing. Other players are, and they're catching up and surpassing him. So his, his stats only get worse. <laughs> so, like, the idea that these guys don't get in immediately after they retire is crazy. But 
it, it, I, that's why I'm, I just refuse to get upset or angered about it because it's just it it the process parts of it are just really dumb. They don't make a lot of sense. So why get worked up about it? Now I was talking with uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, uh, here earlier on on Fox Sports Radio, and I always like doing this because. Like we'll see something like you and I, majority of you and I, we've we'll never play in the NFL. Uh, we'll never know what it's like to be to catch a pass in the end zone. We'll never know what it's like to get a first down. We'll never know from a from a from that standpoint as to what we're watching. But it's like if if I were to talk to a chef, like if I if I have a hamburger or I'm eating a cheeseburger and I think it's really good, you know, like if you talk to a chef, somebody who does it for a living they'll be able to explain why it is and or or if it is or what's different about it that you may not even notice just by describing all the ingredients and they're a professional they're around it they're the ones that know like whatever your profession is like I, you know i like to pick people's brains like if you, whatever you do for a living i love finding out from different people like why do you do this why is this man i i'm I have a thirst for knowledge, so I really like finding different things out. So I was asking David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show, earlier, as a wide receiver, a guy who played in the NFL for seven years at the wide receiver position, from a receiver standpoint, from an expert level, how good were Randy Moss and Terrell Owens? To get a type of play nicknamed after you, to be Mossed, is about as special as it gets. Right. That means like you not only did it frequently, but did it so like so many times and to so many people that like it, it became part of the the football vernacular it is so impressive to me. And that doesn't mean that 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 completely discounts the fact that Randy Moss just used to used to hike the ball and the guy used to just put his hand in the air and just run by people and just say, throw it, throw it, throw it deep. I'll go get it. Unbelievable player, unbelievable talent, unbelievable speed. Not what's crazy is is Terrell Owens is you know probably same height, but and the people think they play the game the same way. Couldn't play the game more different. Terrell Owens used to just run people over. People forget how big and strong he is He's until huge. you see him today at forty five years old or whatever he is. He is still jacked. It, it's it, if you've ever been by Terrell Owens or seen him in person. Dude's a monster. I mean, that is one thing I'll give Terrell Owens credit for. It's like a lot of people don't like it. You know what it's like? People criticize Floyd Mayweather. A lot of people don't like Floyd Mayweather because they don't like his antics. They don't like the way he behaves. And it's the same with Terrell Owens. You know what you'll never hear about Floyd Mayweather? Similar to what you'll never hear about Terrell Owens? Yeah, they were out drinking and uh, getting hammered and uh, and uh, putting all sorts of bad stuff in their body. You'll never hear that about those guys. Now, Floyd Mayweather's got his issues off, off outside the ring. Those are well-documented, time in jail, all that stuff. But those guys don't jeopardize their body. It's a reason why Floyd Mayweather can come back and still dominate in his sport because he doesn't get into shape because he never gets out of shape. Terrell Owens is the same way. Doesn't go out and party. He's has had issues, has has had his issues with teammates and all that stuff. But I will give him credit, man. That guy to this day, to this day, is one of the most in shape and jacked athletes I've ever seen in my life. A monster. So he put in the time. I 
he he got in. I'm I'm concerned though for a lot of media members and, uh, and you fans out there because now you're gonna have to find somebody else to bitch about that isn't getting in. You know, now you're gonna have to to find a new crusade to take on uh, because now Terrell Owens is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I also got to give credit for uh, to David Anderson on this as well too. He pointed something out that uh, that has been talked about a little bit on social media on Saturday after Brian Erlacher was announced as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I tried to make a comparison, and then I realized it really doesn't work. Uh, listen for yourself. Brian Erlacher is the only person who's going to have more hair after he got in the yeah. Hall of Fame than before. It, it's true, man. Like it, he, It's a completely different human being. And, and what is that bus going to look like? His his head is going to be bald, but he's going to be giving a speech with hair. That's I know. Gonna never that's never had happened before. You know, you know, it's funny. Uh, some of his former teammates, like uh, Charles Peanut Tillman and Spice Adams, were on social media saying, "I'm telling you, man, if your if your bust doesn't have a bald head." They're going to storm the stage <laughs> because seriously, like you know, like like everybody, it, it would be like um, uh, it should it, be like a chia pet though. Like if they waters it, it grows. Like you know, every month and it, stuff, it could, it could have a different look. It would be like if Dirk Diggler was a real character in Boogie Nights at the end <laughs> where he pulls his fly down. It, like if you're, if you're if you're the like, real if you're the real Dirk Diggler or you're one of his buddies, you're like, come on, man. Okay, like, like, like let, let's let's slow it down here. You didn't exactly walk around with a gasoline pump between your legs. Okay, let's be honest about what we're representing here. It's kind of the similar vibe. Maybe not even close, but sort of similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little different, but that's okay. I'll, I'll ride with you on that one. Okay. Yeah, that one got away from me a little bit. I'll uh, probably should have reeled that back in when uh, when it when I started to think about it. Uh, but hey, listen, you know this is uh, this is what we do on the show here. So that was uh, David Anderson and myself uh, working in Dirk Diggler to the Hall of Fame discussion involving Brian Erlacher. I have no idea where that happened, but it's better than being scripted. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, another example of the popularity of this show here as we sit high atop, high atop the mountain of sports talk radio here on weekend overnights, we are brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Black Rifle coffee company veteran owned veteran roasted visit blackriflecoffee.com today and use the code fox sports 20 for 20 percent off your first order how about that huh all right uh jonas docks here fsr coming up next there's an angle to super bowl 52 okay an angle to super bowl 52 that could change the way you look at football. Find out what we're talking about next on FSR. Come on, make that coffee to go. Let's go. Oh, man. So good. So groovy. Timeless. Still sounds cool. By the way, you listen to the podcast right now. Tough balls. But this is the Super Bowl shuffle we're listening to. All the way from 1985. Still plays today, man. I don't know what it is. Every time I hear that song, my clothes come off. I am completely nude in the studio right now. Completely nude. Some guy walking by the studio window just yelled out, Hey, man, what's with the 11th finger? Yeah, yours is a thumb. 
This song is so bad, man. Who who whose idea was it to put this together? And let me a follow up question. Whose idea was it to actually go, you know what? This isn't all that bad at all. Let's in fact this is pretty good. Let's put this out. What a brutal song. I don't even think I would have liked it back then. So bad. <laughs> it's so bad, man. Oh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, as we uh, come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So it is Super Bowl Sunday here. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, kickoff around 6.30 Eastern time. What, who knows how what, exactly what time kickoff will be. Uh, you know, people are going to be uh, fired up. Uh, one thing I would not recommend you do on uh, Super Bowl Sunday later on today, do not try and go to a supermarket. If you didn't already get your shopping done, if you didn't already get everything taken care of, waste of time. And here's and here's here's the part that's screwed about going to the supermarket on Super Bowl Sunday. Normally, you can go to a self-checkout and it's a lot quicker. Like sometimes you'll be caught behind people who try to use self-checkout and it's like like trying to give a uh, a dog a cell phone and asking him to text one of your buddies. No, God, like, please, no! It's not happening, man. He doesn't have thumbs. So how's that going to work? It just doesn't make any sense. It's not going to work. So you would never give your dog your cell phone and tell him to text somebody because it's impossible. Sometimes you'll get caught in a in the supermarket line between, in the self-checkout behind somebody who thinks they know what they're doing, and they have no idea. They start ringing for the attendant to come by and help them. It's, it's just It's not that hard, man. You swipe your items... Do you want a bag, yes or no? How do you want to pay? And you move on. I'm Doc Holliday off Tombstone and self-checkout lines. There's nobody faster in the world. In fact, if they want to reincarnate Supermarket Sweep, I'll go on Supermarket Sweep, and I will beat anybody on the planet in self-checkouts. Like I'm, And I say that, okay, say that as humbly as I possibly can because I'm not good at anything, but I'm good at self-checkout lines and speed. All about speed. But here's what's screwed about Super Bowl Sunday. You can't buy beer or alcohol in those self-checkout lines. So you have to wait in the old standard line, and those go go out the door. So if you haven't already taken care of all your shopping needs, either get going now or forever hold your peace because it's a waste of time. Like it, it is not a good idea. Don't even try it later on. So that is my uh, my one piece of advice I would offer. Uh, I will say this, though. We were talking with, um, so Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. uh, He's my radio wife here on FSR every Sunday night. And he's a Fox NFL college football analyst. And he was on the show earlier. And I kind of, going into this game, it's I'm I'm a bit conflicted because I like New England. I, I just... I'm not ready to buy Nick Foles as he's going to deliver again. I wonder how much momentum has been lost in this two weeks, whether you believe in momentum or not. I think it's just a different environment. I think Philly's a different team away from home. Uh, then I just, that environment, I think a lot of those games where we're the underdogs, we're going to wear a bunch of masks, you know, we're, we're playing a couple of teams. And I think we got caught up in the emotion of Case Keenum. They beat Minnesota. What an impressive performance. I think Minnesota got hit in the mouth and they had no counterpunch. And I think if things went from bad to worse, and I just don't see that happening against new England. So I like new England to win the game and I like new England to cover. But, again, what the hell do I know? But it's funny because Brady Quinn actually pointed something out that that I've been thinking about a little bit. 
but I hadn't I hadn't realized how much this could change the way we all view the NFL if this plays out the way he sort of points this out when we talked earlier. So Brady Quinn was on with us earlier. I asked him just about the game, who he likes, and pay close attention to something he says during this soundbite. This is Brady Quinn from earlier in the show. I really do think this game will be close, and I, and I think the game will probably be close because, one, Philly's defense is that good, but, two, New England's defense gives up a bunch of yards and will give up some plays. It's not like that defense has been lights out. So uh, I actually think this, this kind of challenges um, the model of, of really how we rate quarterbacks. You know, I mean, this is, you know, and this is the greatest quarterback of all time. If Philly wins this game, it just kind of goes to show you that we overinflate the value of what we think of quarterbacks as far as a team sport where there's so many variables and there's so many other pieces that help out a quarterback be good. Uh, but we always overinflate like the impact that they have. Like, does does it matter? Of course, it's the most important position in the field. But people act like it's the end all be all, and, and it's not. You have obviously ten other you know teammates out there helping you be able to do your job and, and do what you're capable of. I mean, think about last year's Super Bowl. If Edelman doesn't make that ridiculous catch, the ridiculous catch over the middle, who knows if the Patriots come back and win that game, right? And then that, now once that ball's out of Tom Brady's hands, the rest is really all Edelman making a ridiculous catch that will be remembered for ages. So I actually think the Super Bowl kind of challenges that thought uh, only because it is the greatest quarterback of all time going up against one of the best defenses this year in the NFL. And that was uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio, my radio wife here on FSR on Sunday nights, former NFL college football uh, uh, quarterback uh, on earlier in the show. And the point he brings up is an interesting one because we all know this about the NFL. It's a copycat league, right? And so if a team sees uh, another team have success in one area or one formation or one strategy on their way they build their roster, they try and take that. I mean, that's, that's just the way it goes. You remember the Wildcat back in the day? The Wildcat worked for one team, and next thing you know, guys are getting drafted and being put in position to where they can play the Wildcat too. Like That's, that's how this is done. You know, you see the Rams having a bunch of success by going out and hiring an offensive coach, a young offensive coach, and and bringing in this offensive coach to work with a struggling quarterback and developing him. And they, you know, the uh, Sean McVay had all sorts of success in year one. So what ends up happening? Teams are now looking at a at young offensive coordinators. Let's bring them in. Let's get a fresh mind. That's just the way the NFL works. Here's what's going to be interesting. And this to, to Brady's point, and him and I have talked about this before. If Philadelphia wins this game, it changes everything. Because for the longest time now, we've been caught up in this notion of if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. If Philadelphia not only wins the Super Bowl, but they beat the greatest coach of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time at the same time, in the biggest game, with a backup quarterback, there are going to be front offices around the NFL that are going to have to rethink how they look at this whole roster build. They're going to have to rethink the value they put on quarterbacks, what they're willing to spend on quarterbacks, and you know what that means? For everybody out there talking about, man, Kirk Cousins is going to make a ton of money, and you know what? Kirk Cousins is going to make a ton of money, and Kirk Cousins has already made a ton of money. But if you're an NFL team out there and you're looking at what they were able to do with Nick Foles, you start asking yourself a question. What's the difference between Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins? 
Hmm. A lot of money and not all that much talent-wise. And next thing you know, they start looking to spend their money in other areas. They start looking to spend their money on the defense or upgrading the offensive line or adding skill positions because they're going to look at Philadelphia being a copycat league and they're going to say, you know what, if they can do it, why can't we? And the whole narrative and the whole conversation changes. You remember Denver, Carolina a couple of years ago? Peyton Manning will get credit for a second Super Bowl. That wasn't Peyton Manning in that game. That was Peyton Manning's corpse. He was a shell of himself. Denver's defense won them that Super Bowl. If Philadelphia wins this game with a backup quarterback, that's going to change the way rosters and organizations around the league view the evaluation process, not only in the draft, but in free agency and at the quarterback position. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, we've got some burning questions regarding the NFL. These are NFL hot topic Super Bowl questions. We've got the answers. That's coming for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Urban. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we'll begin in the NBA where Cleveland hosted the Houston Rockets on Saturday. And it didn't go so well for the home team. Houston with a huge 120-88 win over the Cavaliers. Cleveland has lost eight of their last 12 games while Houston's won four straight and eight of nine. Utah got a late Arrival into San Antonio, arriving about 5 a.m. local time. But by tip-off, they were good and beat the Spurs 120-111. to Indiana was a 192 winner over Philadelphia. The Sixers have lost four out of their last five games. Denver's won two straight. They beat Golden State 115-108. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience the nfl's mvp that is tom brady he's won it now three times and won it over the age of 40 he's the oldest mvp in nfl history rams coach sean McVay named the coach of the year while rams todd Gurley and aaron donald were named offensive and defensive players of the year respectively and we are just 13 hours away from kickoff a super bowl 52 that will be in minneapolis at u.s bank stadium Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Man, there's so many so many interesting angles to this Cleveland Cavalier disaster that we are currently witnessing, but we've got to wait until next week. Got to wait until next week. Please, please, Cavaliers organization, don't let this be rock bottom. If you're going to hit rock bottom, wait till after the NFL season so we can give it our full attention. Please. Okay? I'm begging you. <sighs> All right. Uh, we're going to have uh, prop bets. The prop bet monster is going to stop by. Super Bowl related. That coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But right now, it's time for this. When life gives you lemons, just say, Poo! 
the lemons and fail. Hey, Jonas, you want to play a little game? Things are about to get real dark real quick. Uh, we want to know what poor fool would you rather be in our latest edition of Would You Rather? So these are the most important questions that you will hear over the next five minutes on this station. Because they're the only only questions you're going to hear over the next five minutes on this station. All right, oh. so, here, so Mike Mayer, our executive producer, has some important questions, some burning questions that he's got for me. I will do my best to answer them like a broadcast professional. Mike, what do we got? All right. Uh, we're going to start with the Super Bowl, big theme of the week. But I want to talk about the coaches that didn't make the Super Bowl, the two coaches that didn't make it. So would you rather, Jonas, be Doug Marone or Mike Zimmer watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Oh, man. Okay, well, because there's a lot of regret that's going to go into this. Um, Because Doug Marone, he's going to have regrets because they probably could have tacked on a few more points if they actually tried at the end of the first half in the AFC title game. And he was really, really close to beating New England. And then you've got Mike Zimmer, who I think fell hook, line, and sinker to the Nick Foles is injured and has been dealing with a shoulder injury uh, information. And I don't think that he realized that the uh, that the Tordal monster was going to be making his way into the uh, into Nick Foles's body uh, to get him ready for the uh, NFC Championship. I would pro- I would rather be Doug Marone just because everybody loses to New England. You know what I mean? Like everybody loses to New England. They've made victims out of everybody, as opposed to Mike Zimmer. Because if Nick Foles goes out there later on tonight and he looks awful, Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer is going to be looking at it, looking in the mirror, going, "What the hell did I do? Like, how could I not beat him? Like, I'm 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 a I'm a great coach. I'm a great defensive coach. I've done amazing things in this league. How the hell did I get beat by Nick Foles? And and, and what the hell was I thinking going into that? So I'd rather be Doug Marone. I would rather be Doug Marone, too, yeah. simply because of the fact that, hey, I'm not watching my uh, team that beat me in my own stadium like Mike Zimmer would be. Yeah, so, it's a miserable feeling. Yeah, it's a miserable feeling. All right, so two of the big stories this week involve players who are not told by their teams of a significant move in two separate sports. So, Jonas, would you rather be Kirk Cousins or Blake Griffin? <sighs> Man. Um... Blake Griffin, $170 million he's got, I think. $170 million. Um, He's fine. Goes to Detroit. Gets to be in the Eastern Conference. It's a weaker conference. Uh, I'd rather be Blake Griffin. Although, listen, sooner or later, and we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, like we've just sort of have to come to the understanding that guys finding out on Twitter that they've been traded, that's just part of the deal now man like I, I know every remember back in the day you would get upset if somebody broke up with you over the phone and not in person like nowadays if somebody breaks up with you over the phone you're like wow i really appreciate the call that was nice of you because you could have just sent me a text or you could have just unfriended me and untagged me on all your pictures on instagram or facebook like Times have changed. You know, teams maybe aren't going to let their players know, and maybe these guys, the way social media and the way the news works now with the news cycle being and, and all the information coming out so quick, I think we've all we've got to sort of just accept that this is the new way that things are done. I'm not on snap face and all uh, that, that. That's enough, Bill. Got a game to prepare for. Stop calling into the show. Instant chat or whatever it is. It's, uh, it's Instagram. <laughs> 
By the way, do you, do you think Bill Belichick knows the actual names? He does that intentionally. It's like when I give Star Wars names out because I know it's going to piss off Star Wars fans when I say, listen, I, I don't really care about C5PO or uh, R292. Like, I don't care about these guys. Chong Baka. Like, I couldn't care less about these characters. And then you get the Star Wars nerds who have uh, lightsaber phones and they call up and they get angry because I didn't get the characters right. All right. Next. All right. Uh, moving on here. Let's talk about some fan bases, Jonas. Jonas, would you rather be a Patriots fan or an Eagles fan in Minneapolis right now? Oh, Patriots fan. Come on. Have you seen some of these savages that are, that are Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle fans? And listen, I, I, I love the loyalty. I appreciate it. Some of my favorite people I know are Eagle fans. Some people in radio that are my favorite people in radio are, are Philadelphia born and bred. Anthony Gargano is one of my favorite people here at Fox Sports Radio. Philadelphia born and bred. Even Anthony Gargano said, when I, when I talked to him, Hey, man, what was the week leading up to the uh, Falcons game like when you guys were the number one seed and you were underdogs? And Gargano was like, dude, these people are like Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> it's like you guys are savages. First of all, they when, when, when the local police are buying Crisco to grease up the poles so you don't climb them, and then on top of that, in two in back to back weeks, you're punching police horses. I want no part of that fan base. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and pass. I'd rather be a Patriots fan. All right, outstanding. I got one more for you, Jonas. Uh, a lot of talk about the weather. You've made light of it a lot. A lot of people in the media have made light about it. So, Jonas, would you rather be in the 100 degree summer heat of Los Angeles or the single digit Minneapolis weather that we saw this week? Oh, Minneapolis, easy. And that's and that's only because I look really good in jackets. Like, they, listen, there's some people, like, you you look good in certain things. Like, I don't look good in shorts, all right? I just don't look good in shorts. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, and, and some people, you know, I don't look good in, uh, in, in like, long-sleeve shirts sometimes. But in jackets, man, put me – I told Brady Quinn this. I was like, you guys make me sick complaining about Minneapolis weather. Like, that would be the only time I'd get to wear some of these hot jackets I bought for 20 bucks at Burlington Coat Factory because it's too hot out here to wear them. It's 85, 85 effing degrees here in L.A. in January and February. What the hell is that? 85 degrees. It's miserable. It's, it's miserable. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, cold out, and I'm looking at all these jackets I paid, like, 19 bucks for. I can't wear them because it's, it's just too hot out. Like, you get B.O., you only put on a couple of swipes of deodorant because you're expecting a nice cold front. It's not even lunchtime. Where's the rain, Jonas? Where's the rain? You raise your arms to get something off the top shelf, and the people around you pass out because your your B.O. is so bad. It's January. You shouldn't have B.O. in January. It's terrible. So, yeah, I'd rather be in Minneapolis, all right? Rather be in Minneapolis. And you media members complaining because you got to do uh, Radio Row from Minneapolis in frigid temperatures. I would do, if I was had the opportunity to host my show on Radio Row, I would do it in downtown Baghdad. Okay? I wouldn't care where I was at. It's an honor to get to do it. And the law offices of bitch and moan that have checked in all week from Minneapolis, stop crying. Be thankful you're doing your shows from Radio Row. All right. Well done. There it is. Uh, that is uh, this week's edition of uh, Would You Like. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, 
the final edition of the Prop Bet Monsters for the NFL season. That's next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to have the final installment of the Prop Bet Monsters coming up here in just a minute on FSR. Some of these are uh, prop bets, actual prop bets in the Super Bowl. Uh, Some of them I have completely made up. So uh, we will see uh, how that goes coming up here in just a minute. Uh, A reminder, Andy Furman and Brian No will be on the airwaves Coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. So don't go anywhere. Andy Furman, Brian Noe will be here. Uh, Andy Furman has been uh, complaining all week about the weather. Uh, what a shock. Uh, he's been complaining as well, too. Uh, Brian Noe does not, but Andy Furman does. Uh, Andy Furman is uh, very well represented from the law offices of Bitch and Moan, and he will uh, continue to cry and complain about the weather uh, at about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. I will also be back on Fox Sports Radio. Myself and Brady Quinn will be doing the post-Super Bowl show from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific Time later on. So we'll be on after Super Bowl 52 with all sorts of shenanigans. Right now, though, it's time for this. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the Prop Bet Monster. <laughs> First mention of Super Bowl 39. Over or under halftime? Uh, easy money. This is under uh, thir- Super Bowl 39 was Eagles Patriots as well. Uh, this will be mentioned uh, very early on in the broadcast. Give me the under. Sam? I'm going to go with the under as well. Mike Mayer. Easy money, like you said, under. Ralph Irvin. Under. All right, next up. The coin toss, heads or tails? Man, I bet the coin toss every year because uh, why not? And uh, I don't remember what I picked last year, but you know what? I'm going to go tails. Give me tails. Uh, I'll go tails on this. Sam? Tails never fails. Mike Mayer. Echoing what Sam said, tails never fails. Ralph? Eagles are picking eagle on the tail. There you go. Next up. The color of Doug Peterson's visor. Black, green, or both? Okay. I'm going to go both because I think there's going to be a little bit of black and a little bit of green. And I've done some research on this. This is actually the only amount of research I've done for the Super Bowl. Other than that, I couldn't care less about breaking the game down. But I looked up Doug Peterson's visor, and I'm going to go both on this, uh, on the Peterson visor. Sam? I'm going to go with green. Got to enunciate that green. Mike Mayer. I'm going to go black. That's racist. Ralph? Green visor, (laughs) black bill. It'll be both. There you go. Next up. Number of police horses punched by Eagles fans after the game. This is kind of... Over or under one half. Okay. This is kind of becoming a theme with Eagle fans. Okay. They've done it in multiple weeks in a row. (sighs) I'm going the over. They're going to do it again. I'm sorry, Eagles fans, but I think you're going to do it again. I have no faith in you as a society with the way you behave. You guys are savages. Sam? I'm going to say under, hopefully. Mike Mayer? I'm going to say over because I think they're going to lose and they're going to be angry. So, over. Ralph Irvin? Under, too cold for the horses. All right. Next up? First commercial shown during the game will be for a beer, a car, a soda, a food, or the Jonas Knox show. Well, that's not happened. That'll never happen. That would that would cause for uh, some publicity nationally and that'll never happen with this show. Um I will go 
with a beer. Maybe like a Dilly Dilly or one of those dumb overrated Bud Light commercials. I'm going to go a beer. Sam? I'm going to say a food, either like Doritos or uh, Taco Bell or something good like call. that. Good call. That's yeah. a good call. Mike Mayer? Uh, I'm going to go with beer, like you said, Dilly Dilly, something from Bud Light, Budweiser, God, something like that. You're such an alcoholic, Mike. It's always booze with you. Uh, to another alcoholic, Ralph? Delectable Vittles. <laughs> what the hell is that, Ralph? Food. Okay. Next up. Will the final point total be higher than the number of drinks consumed by Iowa Sam later today? Yes or no? Okay, this is... All right, this is a fine. I wish we had more time for this. Um, yeah, Sam's going to get ripped. You don't work tomorrow, do you, Sam? Or on Monday, you don't work? I do not. Therefore, yes. I'm going to say no. The amount of drinks will be more than the total points in the game. I'm going to say no on that. Uh, Sam? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but just barely. Okay. Mike Mayer? I'm going to go no because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right, Ralph. I'm going to say yes because Sam will make sure to throw it. All right. Yeah, of course, of course he would. Uh, of course, you guys are in cahoots. All right. So that is uh, that is the final installment of the Prop Bet Monster here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. All right. It's been a fun, fun couple of shows. Uh, really appreciate everybody's help. Anybody that called in, much appreciation to Sam, Mike Mayer, Ralph Irvin, Andy Furman, Brian No are next here on Fox Sports Radio. I um, think we're going to have to get drunk. To break the ice. To kill the bug that you have up your... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.